G3 Assistance through Virginia's community colleges is your pathway to a new future, helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career, right where you are, right now. Learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3. Coming up, one of my former broadcast partners, but she's no stranger to this new world of video conferencing, Renee Young zooms in as ATB starts now. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves, and truth be told, I am still buzzing about last week's episode of After the Bell with the one and only Undertaker. Unless you've been living under a rock, and perhaps even if you are living under a rock, you heard the massive news, the final episode of The Last Ride dropped on WWE Network, Undertaker's big announcement. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you. All I'm going to say is if for some reason you haven't yet seen it, head over to the WWE Network, watch all five episodes, but in particular the final one. It is powerful. It is an amazing trip down memory lane for any fan of WWE or sports entertainment or The Undertaker himself. I cannot say enough good about this documentary series. Episode one of The Last Ride docu-series is available absolutely free on the beginning tier of WWE Network, but this is worth your money. You want to see all five. Uh, And it was truly an honor to have Undertaker join me here on this show last week. If you missed it, it's always available in the archives. Go check it out. You get to hear some amazing stories from the one and only Mark Calloway, the man behind The Undertaker. But from Death Valley and The Undertaker to Death Valley, Las Vegas, Nevada, my good friend and special guest this week, Ms. Renee Young. Listen, sending a Zoom link should be illegal. I thought it was just a phone call. I had to dab on some concealer. We'll talk about it on the show. Not that it matters because you can't see anything anyways. But. Oh, you will be seen. Let's just, let's just roll right into it. I like that this is, oh, is going to be okay. the most informal ATB you took the charge. Uh, that's that's your milieu. That's your usual role within the WWE universe is steering Bossy. the ship. So I will uh, I will happily oblige and just be your first mate today. Oh my god! Okay, well, cool. Yeah. So I get the I get the link. Uh, figure it's also eight thirty in the morning for me, which is a whole other can of worms. But it's okay. I sh- Let's be honest. I you, be up opted, you opted to live in the desert, okay? I so know. these are the things, the pitfalls that that you will experience. It took me a long time to realize that living on the West Coast is like a weird thing because everything else is happening on the East Coast. Like I would always wake up in a panic thinking that I was like missing stuff that was going on in the world, which now I'd actually be happy to miss a lot of the things that are going on in the world. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, West Coast is weird. It's hot. It's all hell out here right now. Well, I appreciate you uh, waking up and dabbing on some makeup bright and early. No problem. Uh, not that I don't usually, you probably wake up to text for me more often than not, because like I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do, you know, I read news, I watch the news and then ordinarily I'll scroll through my phone and send links to my friends or just random thoughts that I have. So I would say it's probably what, at least once a week, you probably wake up to something stupid that I've sent your way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was, I was driving this morning uh, because I woke up early to be productive. And Where are you recording? In my office. You have an office? We have an office as like indicated. it's an office space? No, it's in my home. Oh, got it. Yeah. I mean, there's the Lemmy, the Lemmy painting. There's a Lars Fredrickson record. And if you look closely, you can see the little white money in the bank briefcase. I see that. that. I didn't win. So, no. um, you know, you put two and two together. It's a shared space. But yes, this office has been an office since we moved in here. And there's basically the primary use is the giant makeup mirror that is lighting. Oh my right God, now. what I would give to have one of those right now. My, my lighting went down too, because I normally am recording from home as well. So I'm using my spare bedroom, but normally it's well lit, but my lighting just uh, took a so it's not no working. Bueno. No it's bueno. not good. But I know I'm a little bit jealous that you guys have been able to use this downtime to be productive and start a new thing. Also, we spent a significant amount of time like seven days ago just chatting about everything. And it's like, wait, it's hard to have the same conversation twice. So I'm trying to run back through like viable so topics. So it's funny because I was actually thinking about that too because yeah, we did. We spent a lot of time just like we've not been able to hang out like that in a while. Right. So we, accum- we talked about a lot of different things, but I was like, what ones are going to bubble up to the surface that are going to make it onto the podcast? Cause we talked about a ton of. 
We totally did. I can did. swear on this, right? Yeah, you absolutely can. So one of the things that, that, to your point about us not having time to catch up, that I have greatly missed, and me I think too. you can commiserate with me on this, is the lack of uh, quality time in between cities. Because uh, once upon a time, you and I were both doing all shows, Raw, yeah. SmackDown, pay-per-views, and we had assembled quite a great crew, which we touched on last time you were on the show. Yeah. But like anything else, it's the grind, it's the wear and tear. It's like, okay, let's, let's just take a break. All I want is a break. Now we've had our break. All I want now is to load up a Dodge Caravan uh, with my five favorite people and, and a custom-made snack assortment, courtesy of Vic Joseph. And charcuterie, really, if you will. Yes, yes, and just really <laughs> drive and, and laugh. I mean, I'm missing that sort of human connection. Everybody is. I mean, I, yeah. across the the board. But that's the one thing that stood out to me is like, God, even when times were normal, we still don't have that much time on the road together. No, it's that's just not how we do TV anymore. It doesn't work right. like that. Smackdown moved to Fox on Fridays. So it's like there, there's very little need unless it's a pay-per-view week to really travel in between. It's so weird to think about how much that changed. It's funny. I was thinking about that, I guess, last month because um, John and I were staying out in Jacksonville because uh, we were obviously both working out of out of Florida. So we stayed out in Florida for a month. But when I would go do SmackDown, I would drive to Orlando. Then I would drive back to Jacksonville. And I was like, oh, I actually kind of liked having the drive before and after shooting TV. Right. Even though I was completely by myself, but I'd put on a podcast, put on some music. But it was like some semblance of what we were used to doing, of like finish a show, get in the car, pick up some snacks, put on some jams. It was such a... Just a critical decompression. Yeah. Because the days are so long that it's just nice, even by yourself, to just jump on the road and kind of clear your head. Yeah, yeah. I do really miss that, though. Just like, yeah, being between towns. uh, Yeah, it's really, it's the quality time that you hang out with people. I mean, that's when, like, that's when your friends become, like, family. Because we were spending more time together than we are with our actual families. Right. Uh, And then to have that gone is really weird. And, you know, I felt like, I felt very weird um, when I started just doing backstage and I wasn't doing Raw or SmackDown and I was just traveling to LA back and forth, which was lovely. It was so nice to be like, oh, I can just drive four hours if I need to, an hour flight, easy, easy. But missing that, like, that camaraderie of being able to, like, do a show together and then hang out and shoot the and whatever. It's, it's right, very right. weird to have that gone. By normal human being standards, an easy commute to and from work is like the dream. Yes. Whereas, yeah, the the shine wears off very quickly. It does. We're used to this like weird carny lifestyle of like everyone get in the car. Like we're not traveling fancy. We're not doing, you know, we're not like all in like a limo or like on a private jet or anything. Like, no, we're in our national rental car busting and hoping that Vic doesn't crash. Yeah, what what a wheel man, however. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vic, definitely the he best is. wheel man. He's got a strong, game. steady hand, like a surgeon. Yes, yes. And, and he. Surgeon of the road. He's unflappable, despite all of our best efforts from the other seats in the vehicle to just. Tell you who is flappable, that Tom Phillips. Phillips, not a good Phillips wheel man. Phillips is flappable. <laughs> it was a deer that, we, that he almost hit, which um, made him get very rigid and nervous and stiff. Which is fair. I mean, listen, you're driving a car full of people. Nobody wants to be the the guy to crash it. But also, I believe you were in the car the time that that Tom got pulled over and got scolded by the police officer. I have been been in the vehicle on multiple occasions with Tom. Tom Phillips, Leadfoot, Tom Phillips. Uh, That's his his rebellious side really comes out. Tom has Yeah, he's got a streak. He has got a dangerous streak and we all need to know about it. But him being pulled over and scolded by a cop and I I compared it to when I yell at my dog and he wouldn't look at me and he like got really like, he's wanted to sit in the corner and uh, he wanted the yelling to stop (laughs) and knew that as soon as the window was rolled up that we were all going to die laughing at him. Right. Little little (laughs) does anybody know that if anyone in WWE identifies as Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious, it's Tom Phillips. It's Tom. Yep. Tom likes to, uh, yep, pedal to the metal. He likes to go fast. <laughs> Ain't first or last. But I was trying in the same you know, thought wave, trying to think of like some appropriate memories from such car rides, which they're, they're hard to find. Lot. There's not a lot. Nothing criminal, just a lot of, of just belligerence and uh, the, the hour long 
flatulence track. <laughs> Which is still one of my favorite things of all time. Which, by the way, thank you for bringing that up on FS1's uh, special <laughs> web show several weeks ago. With, I like with- that I get a text from you and please stop talking about first. <laughs> <laughs> and my hatred for them. It's just weird to me. It's weird to me that like you are so weird about farts. I'm just not a fan. You're what, a 35-year-old man? It's time to accept it. I, I accept it. It happens. I just I don't have to like it. Fair enough. It is what it is. But yeah, there's, there's not a lot of like... Here's the thing, too. We are also living in a very sensitive day and age where like I don't even know what stories I can share. Right, you know? right. It's it's I very. I know what we can which, share. Which in and of Nothing itself. Nothing illegal. No, in and of itself, people are like hearing this, going, "Oh God, they're bad. Let's cancel them." And I'm like, I, "Whoa, I don't." No, even no, no, no. It's it's just it's a crazy. It's just, time it's, it's just nonsense. It's it's blasting jams and singing songs out of key for way too long. Hearing hilarious stories from Percy Watson, which you should bring him on this podcast. I would love to have Percy on the podcast. <laughs> what a time we had. I miss him dearly. What a um, guy. But to that same point, I was driving to my son's baseball tournament yesterday and went on a bit of a queen run oh, uh, at Mello's yeah. request. And, and it just kind of brought me back some fond memories of us acting out the infamous Bohemian Rhapsody scene from Wayne's oh World. Oh my God. I think we took a lap before we even got to the hotel so that we could finish the song. Sure did. After like have... three hours of driving, like we must end strong. Yeah, we can't cut off Bohemian Rhapsody mid-ride. I feel, like, I feel like that's always the way it goes though because I noticed that when I was driving back to Jacksonville, I was like super tired after doing SmackDown and like I, was, I just, I put on a podcast and it was not enough to keep me alive. I needed to put on a full concert, of course. Right. Uh, but by the time I pulled up to my street, I was really hitting my musical stride. It sometimes takes you a minute to really find your groove of what 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 songs you want, what the what the vibe's going to be. I went Shania Twain that night, and she's got a deep catalog, and we need to respect it. She's also a Canadian national hero, which I've understood. She's yeah, she's she a great basically important. invented the crop top. So let's never forget that. Respect. She's a babe. Respect to Shania She's Twain. also like a fellow Las Well, I don't think she lives in Las Vegas. I think she lives in like Sweden or something or Switzerland. She did it They're right. They're all the same. She did it right where she got like famous and got the hell out of here and like lives in Switzerland with her family and then just like pops into Vegas every now and then to be like, let's go girls. And everyone freaks out and she rakes up money and she gets the hell out of here again. That's a good gig. Have you considered trying to uh, take Shania Twain to a Las Vegas Golden Knights game? So I've, I would love that, but I will say talking to Kevin Owens and his interaction he had with Shania Twain was not great. Really? So it's ma- yeah. I remember seeing it happen. It was, it was on social media, but I didn't. I think it was very much a situation where she was like, I don't know, this guy is creating this sort of media frenzy or social media frenzy, and he's got a lot of fans and people want him on the stage and they brought him on and she was like, who are you? And she kind of gave him like that business. So I don't, ah. think she, I don't think she was as like Canadian uh, warm as maybe one would expect her to be. But that, that could have been a Kevin problem. That could have been Kevin. I was in no way uh, assaulting Canadian warmth because I do find it to be a true thing. I was more or less attacking your uh, Fairweather fandom of all things sports. Oh, whereas wow. I feel like this needs to be brought into the public you know eye. What? Good. Let's hash this out because Please. This, is, this is not a me issue. Do you know what I mean? You, I'm not going to curse as much as I should. Do you know how many times <laughs> I am at home and I'm like, hey, husband, dear, sweet, lovely husband, let's go to a hockey game. Eh, I don't know. He never wants to go. So it's, what am I going to go? I'm going to go by myself. I have like three friends in Vegas, so maybe I need to make them come do it more. But it, it's trying to find the schedule. I wanted to buy season tickets to the Golden Knights. I noticed you went really hard in the inaugural season. You were like, yeah, this man. is my team now, which I'm just curious. Do you get any national blowback from someone who yes. was born and raised in Toronto, oh, yeah. Canada, yeah. where the Leafs are a religion? Yes, uh, you get a lot of for that. The Singh brothers also jump on that bandwagon. They try to throw me under the bus any moment that they can. Um, but they're they're look, diehard, diehard Canucks fans. They're, diehard. They're real deal. Yeah, yeah, they they make sure to let me know every time they're like at a game or whatever. Yeah, so when the Golden Knights came here, I was so excited. I've always felt a little bit like, ah, oh, I live in the U.S. and I'm, I'm figuring it out. It's not that different from Canada, obviously, but there's like little weird differences. 
Um, so when I found out that we had an NHL team coming here, I was like, oh my God, that's going to be my thing. I can go to a hockey game. I can get cold sitting inside an arena. I can drink, uh, you know, what do you have? Like a giant beer per period, whatever, you can up that <laughs> or down it. <laughs> they had poutine in the concessions. Like I really feel like I was hitting on all cylinders. I was very excited about this. They go to the Stanley cup finals. Like they were making it happen. They and we went to some goalie. games. Yep, stole your goldie, the flower. And um, yeah, and then, I don't know, it's like, I think my husband sort of lost a bit of interest, which has made me not be able to go as often. So this is a him problem. And I am very comfortable throwing him under the bus on this. Understandably um, so. But here's the new thing. So now we have an AHL team coming to Las Vegas. They're actually coming to Henderson, where we live. We could ride our bikes to the new arena that they're building. I am very excited. I think this could maybe be the thing. Maybe I, be, maybe I can go to the AHL games because it's just down the corner. We don't have to go to the strip. Also, an AHL game is super fun. These guys are giving it their all. Maybe we'll have a scrappy team. I don't know. I agree with the AHL deal. I used to go see the, uh, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers who are an affiliate of the uh, New York Islanders. Oh, yeah. Right? I remember you saying you would go to some of yeah, those Yeah, and, and we would go, and it was cheap, and it was a blast. And uh, you got to see more fights per minute than any it's other sport. It was more than probably it's most rally. UFC. Yeah, you can watch UFC cards and not see as many fists thrown <laughs> yeah, as like you the do. Undercard. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm no, a big fan of it. It pisses me off because I just saw it. So there's, do you know about this app? Called, I think it's called Neighbors. No. It's like an app that's just for your neighborhood and people like some neighbors like talk on other neighbors or like the HOA like gets on there. It's, it's stupid. But anyways, I, I mostly went on there to see if our neighbors were talking about us. Uh, they're not. But I saw that there's like a huge petition of all these senior citizens that are pissed that they're building an AHL arena in this pavilion that nothing happened. They do like outdoor movie nights there that I don't even know who attends those. Senior citizens. Senior citizens, I guess, and they're like grandchildren. But listen, we're not taking away your movie nights. We're just adding a hockey team, and people need to know about hockey. It also upsets me to no length to imagine living in the U.S. and raising children that don't play hockey. So if hockey is becoming a thing in Nevada, I'm all for it. Also, I bought all new hockey equipment over the pandemic. I am suited and freaking booted. I think I could join the AHL team. I think you should absolutely try out. There's I no at least shame need to try out. I agree. I agree. Well, Pat McAfee got to play semi-pro baseball uh, just because he was from the area. Well, he's a professional athlete, though. That's true. That's true. So he d- he's got Slight that difference. I feel like I feel like in another world, I could have maybe gone semi-pro. Okay. I could have. Okay, let's say, are you referring to ringette? Which, so yes. So please, please issue. for those of us, us uneducated Americans, explain the concept of ringette, because I'd never heard of it until you and I became friends. Most people haven't. So ringette is like hockey, but there's no blade on the end of the stick. So it's golf. <laughs> it's on ice, but you oh. wear long pants for the most part. Uh, it's, you have like a blue rubber ring. I actually just had a whole bag of them. I just cleaned out my downstairs bedroom, which is where I'm shooting them right now. But I Amazoned a bunch of ringette rings, which was like $100 because getting anything from Canada to the U.S. is a nightmare sometimes. But yeah, played on ice, same thing, five on five. You got a goaltender. Uh, you got the offensive zone, defensive zone, et cetera, et cetera. So I played that until – I mean, I played until I was – I guess in my tw- – early 20s probably early yeah like early 20s um but I played as a kid and always played on like a high level but my dad always wanted me to switch to hockey because then I could have played somewhat professionally you missed the opportunity to become the next Manon Rayon yes do you know how badly I wanted to drop a Manon Rayon reference on commentary when I was doing it I had the biggest crush on her growing up. Uh, I, she was the first woman to play yes. in the NHL, correct? And she first was and a goal, goaltender for the right? Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes. Was, uh, oh, yeah. I remember it being a kid being like, whoa, I don't know if she's any good, but she is a babe. I, I really had, in love um, with her. She was a babe, like a groundbreaking babe. Just yeah. like this chick. I don't know where. I think she's from like, I want to say, she's, I was say Thunder Bay, but no, she's got a very French name. Maybe, she, I don't know, wherever she was from. But my dad like went out and got me like a signed picture from her. Like I thought it was the coolest thing of all time. I, I don't even know where most of my stuff went, but I had so much like hockey memorabilia around the house. Cause like 
growing up, I was more of the tomboy than my brother was. So like, I played all the sports. I was super into like, I would stay up and watch Leafs games with my dad. Like, I think this kind of goes into how I sort of fell into this line of work too, is like, as a kid, I remember being like, I need to know every single player on the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't want to know the first line, second line. I want to know the bench riding goons. I want to know every single player. I want to know their stats. I want to be able to call them out at any given moment. Um, so I would like keep notes and a little thing to like memorize the lineups for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, like a total nerd. Anyway, so all these later, you could <laughs> all these years later, you could abandon them altogether. Yes, favor of the Knights. Uh, it's okay. Now I know a bunch of wrestling information. So I was just getting my brain ready to um, hold on to information. Right on. It trained. It worked. It uh, translated into some some reasonable. Well, I mean, it depends on who you ask <laughs> and, and what day of the week it is. And you know what? Thank God for Twitter or, or not Twitter, but just being able Don't to ever say that. on your phone. No, Take I actually, back. can we retract that? I would actually like that statement retracted from this entire <laughs> podcast. I just took Twitter off my phone. Yeah, has it worked out in your favor? Yes. Yeah, it has. So I kept Instagram because looking at pictures is fine and cool. But looking at stuff on Twitter um, was literally making my brain melt. So I've taken it off my phone for the time being. And it's a good life. I don't need it. Right on. I can understand that. I can relate. I've taken it off my phone, but I'm a news junkie more so than anything. I know. I love to know news as it's happening. Um, Obviously, Twitter, not the most reliable source for news all the time. But it's nice to know, like, if something's going down. It's, I know. It happens faster than I can refresh my phone. I agree. And that's what I, that's also what I like it for. But that's what I felt like. I felt like I was sitting on my couch, refreshing, 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 looking at stuff that I was like, what are you doing? Go right. do, go. I literally took it off my phone and was like, here's an idea. Why don't you go read a book outside, loser? So <laughs> I went and did that. And it was lovely. Like I truly felt better for having done it. G3 Assistance through Virginia's Community Colleges is your pathway to a new future. Get a skill. Get a job. Get ahead. Learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3. So this sort of sparked a memory of the conversation that we had the other night with our our good friend Nikki Mm -hmm. uh, regarding what this pandemic and lockdown and everything that's ensued has sort of uh, done for all of us individually. And I know that I brought up the fact that it, it sort of forced me to reprioritize a lot of things in life Yeah, in that uh, we, we obviously work in this industry, anything entertainment related and, and just society as a whole is just constant onto the next, onto the next. Um, but it's kind of forced me to step back and go, wait a minute, I don't have any of these things that ordinarily I rely on as stimulation or gratification. And it's like, but wait a minute, when I'm at home with my girl or my kids or doing whatever or watching a movie, you know, the, the big thing that we've been doing with the kids is watching like classic comedies, watching old John Candy movies. And Hell yeah. Hey, by the way, I've got some DVDs for Lola. Oh, tremendous. Mac and me. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. great. Just, just to give it some context. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my youngest daughter obtained a DVD player, which I was ashamed to admit I no longer own any DVDs. I think most people do. Right. But she was hell bent on having DVDs. So uh, we tracked down this great little record shop a few blocks away here in Pittsburgh and bought her some classics like the best of Ren and Stimpy and the Simpsons. So good. That's the foundation of a strong childhood. I agree. And it suits Lola. I feel like she would get it. Oh yeah. She's, she's probably smarter than I am at this point. And she's about to turn six. I have, so my brother, um, who hopefully isn't listening to this right now, but he has sent me some DVDs that are great, like great, great DVDs, but I also don't have a DVD player. So I think there's, there's Mac and me, there might even be a drop dead Fred, which I don't know if you know that or have that. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the phone. (laughs) So you just said the, the magic phrase, um, which last year. Mega bitch. <laughs> my kids and I, I, I found it on demand um, last year and I just put it on because it was one I hadn't seen in what? It holds up. Years. It is Risque. still there. Oh yeah. Wildly inappropriate yeah. by today's standards, but still a great movie. My kids love it. I go to find out that Mela, unrelated, also loves it. 
So we have this common bond between my kids and my girlfriend. It's all, was his name? Yahoo Sirius. The guy who played, no, 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 no. I take that back. Yahoo Sirius was young Frankenstein, but the, the dude that um, played no, Drop Dead um, God, what was his name? Rick Mayall. Uh, oh, thank God. there my, we go. My producer's thank coming God. through in the clutch here. This is Thank this is a, God. Thank God for a producer. Thank yes. you. But yeah, so watching all sorts of old classic movies, but that's like, that's what's just brought me joy. And it's not going out and buying things or, or because we were talking about Instagram yes. and, and the instant gratification. And that's what people are sort of after in my little amateur psychologist thought process. <laughs> But you you buy something or you do something cool and you put it on social media and instantly you got a couple thousand people going, oh yeah, that thing you're doing is cool. 100%. But you sort of remove at least a lot of the things that populate Instagram or or Twitter or whatever it is. And you're kind of forced to rely on yourself again. Yeah. What makes you happy? And I've really kind of done a lot of Little soul searching. Little soul searching. That's the way, that's a good way to look at it. But have you had anything like that go down during this time? Yeah. So, okay. So when, when, when everything first started happening, we we're like, oh, cool. We're just like home for a little bit. All right. Mm-hmm. So we would like, we would wake up in the morning. We would come downstairs, make our coffee, tea, whatever, go back upstairs. And we were like on the hunt for like solid 90s thrillers. Mm. Um, like The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Uh, the Good Son. The Good Son, the Good is, Son is a hell of a movie. Up. Yes. It holds up. All of these movies really held up. But like we were getting into a lot of stuff like that. Um, but then, yeah, I guess kind of going back to like what you were just saying about like the, all of the, the things and the instant gratification, like, yesterday or no, not yesterday but like whatever literally the other day I cleaned out the room that I'm in right now because this is on the main floor of our house so I would walk in the garage with my luggage drop it off and then it was just like accumulating all right. of my clothes from tv all of my crap that I didn't really need which is really what it comes down to is a bunch of stuff that I didn't need again mm-hmm. we have like tv and different outfits and stuff that I need for work so I keep those in a separate closet But when I'm home, I'm just in like my sweats. I don't need all of these things. So it was so cathartic to be able to just get all of these bags, sift through all my stuff. My closet has never looked so thin in years. Take all this stuff over to Goodwill, which has always made me want to, um, I I would like to find, and maybe, maybe someone listening can help me out with this, but I would love to find a charity that I could work with that helps get um, women up off their feet, like that need these outfits for business meetings, for interviews, for whatever, because I have all this stuff and I know it's going to Goodwill. And of course they can go there to find it, but I wish that there was an easier way for me to get that to them rather than it just be like piled somewhere in Goodwill. So Mm -hmm. that's something that I would like to to look into, or maybe I can just start it. I don't know. Maybe it's a thing that I start on my own. Who knows? I have enough stuff here. You're looking to be productive during this, uh, this time where there's not a lot of options. There you go. Yeah. And again, like, yeah, just like, what do I need? What is like important right now? Cause it, it is weird. Like it's like getting off that ride. We're on that WWE ride of like every, every week, where do we have to go? What flight do I have to catch? What, what am I doing on TV? What's the job, whatever. And then flying home, getting whatever you need done really quickly to go back and do it again. So to be able to stop for a sec, get off that ride and be like, Oh, what do I do now? Like yeah. it really like almost messes with your identity for a second when your identity is your work for so long and then you're not doing that. You're like, what do I like and what do I do now? It's yeah, weird. yeah. It's, it's, there's a time period where you sort of need to rewire your brain. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, there, the first few weeks of, the, of lockdown, I was like beside myself. I was a yeah. basket case. All I wanted to do was go jump on an airplane or go do anything and, and be around people. Did you feel like it like kicked up anxiety for you? Cause it for sure yes. did for me. Absolutely. It definitely did. My anxiety was through the roof. Yeah. What a, what a rotten, terrible feeling of like, I need to do something with myself, but I don't know what to do. I don't know mm-hmm. what I can do. My hands feel super tied. Like, thank God, at least during, you know, all the craziness. I mean, we're back to work now, but like for a while, like I was at least doing backstage from home. So I had like that outlet one day a week, but otherwise right. it's like, guess I'll go work out. Guess I'll go work on a recipe. Guess I'll go do whatever. But like, yeah, the days, by the time it hits like five o'clock, you're like, guess I'll have a cocktail. <laughs> like, what? What That's else been do the routine and, and in bed by like 8.30 or 9 o'clock Ugh. every night. And it has been to, glorious. Yeah. Isn't that so nice? I went to bed so early last night. It was heaven. I love it. It's, it's definitely a nice change of pace. But, but at, at the same point, like 
I'm looking forward to getting back to normal. We know sure. it's going to happen. We don't know when it's going to happen, but hopefully right. sooner than later. So it's nice to have the light at the end of the tunnel. But in the meantime, you know, again, if I would have maximized all the time, all the downtime we had, I probably could have reinvented the wheel. Yes. But I'm happy with my little pockets of the universe that I've sort of focused <laughs> on. Yeah. Gotten, gotten together in my life uh, in the meantime. So I want to talk to you about, you, we mentioned your, your sports fandom, and obviously you know our business second to none. So the, the job that I did before I came to WWE was kind of doing a show like Backstage, but in Canada with like far less money and less people involved. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this because I honestly don't know the answer. What does TSN stand for? The Sports Network. Okay. And it is owned by ESPN or it's an affiliate? No, they're like an affiliate of in some like roundabout way. But I actually worked for the score, which then became Rogers and Sportsnet. Okay. Um, But it was just a score when I worked for them. So it was actually like a really cool time because so it was like TSN was like the ESPN Sportsnet. I, I, whatever. I'm just glad that I asked you about a company you didn't work for this whole time. I've assumed that you were on that one. No, I mean, I have. I think I, a little less of you now. At, yeah. You should. Honestly, you should. Um, at one point, I did host the, a pond hockey tournament for TSN in the middle of, like, freezing tundra, like, at, like broadcasting for TSN at, like, 19. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was so cold. I remember my face wouldn't move, and uh-huh. I was trying so hard to, like, be a professional and, like, talk about hockey, but I'm, like, drooling down my face because nothing would move. But anyways, it was cool working for the score because – it had almost like more of an independent feel for it. So they really let us be personalities where I don't like, no offense to TSN or or Rogers or anything, but they were more of like the broadcast behind a desk. We're doing sports center where we didn't really do that, um, which is what I wanted to do. I never wanted to be a broadcaster. So I didn't even want to work for TSN or Sportsnet. But the score, I went to go work there because they had comedians that worked for them. They had all these like color, colorful personalities that could like just have fun interviews with people. I was like, oh, that's what I want to do because I wanted to be Chelsea Handler. And I was like, oh, I could do like that, but for sports, maybe. So anyways, we got away with a ton of shit. But also there's like an insane like talent pool that came out of working there that all work in the U.S. now. So anyways, my days with, uh, with the score were, were really fun. And I got to learn so much. And just got to uh, to figure myself out rather than like, this is how you have to be. This is how you have to talk. They just like embraced whatever weird shit that I wanted to do, which was awesome. But when I was doing my, my wrestling show there called Right After Wrestling, which then turned into uh, Aftermath. So I was doing that for maybe like two, three years before I came down to WWE. But it, that's basically what backstage has turned into where it's like, it's, we're all fans of wrestling. I mean, it's, it's so different from like, okay, so when I first used to do my show. I didn't know anybody. I was like just in Toronto. I was like, I like wrestling. Sure. I'll talk about this. But now it's like, these people are all my friends. Right. And I know the work that gets put into everything. And it's, it's almost hard to not hard to have opinions about things, but like, I don't ever want to like talk trash about somebody on like a platform and like make them feel bad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fine line to walk because you have to, you have to be credible, but you also, yeah, it's weird. I'm doing my thing. You're doing your thing, but you are as responsible in my opinion for me coming into my own as anybody. I mean, right. I was, I know. Well, finally my credit. See, there we go. I waited till I did it on a public (laughs) platform. Now it will live on and be recorded for history and I will deny it every chance I have it. Perfect. If the producers could just clip this off for me for an Instagram video, thank you. <laughs> but, but, you know, obviously Cole and, and Phillips, they spent the, the time with me in the trenches look, teaching me commentary, but it was in the days of NXT. And I think the first thing we did was like a Christmas special or like a best of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Full sale. Oh, my and gosh. I remember, I don't think I'd ever been that nervous. I mean, you and I had been friends at that point, so I was yeah. comfortable with you, but the whole what do I do with my hands? That was a real thing. Yeah. I had never, I, I was a wrestler. I didn't care. That was never something I thought about. Right. And now all of a sudden I go, oh wait, the camera is pointing directly at me. Now I'm supposed to talk directly to the camera. Now, now, now's the time I talk yeah. I right now. <laughs> do I ever look at Renee um, or do I look at the camera with one eye and Renee with the other, which is not a talent <laughs> I possess. Uh, it was very, very intimidating for me, but, uh, yeah. And, and here we are, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Well, I remember, um, 
it's funny. I feel like these photos just popped up on like, I was like tagged in some stuff on Instagram and I was like, whoa, remembering back to that of like when you had to announce your retirement Yeah. and then you joined the broadcasting team. And I can actually remember very specifically, we were getting set up to do an NXT takeover. And I remember Hunter pulling you aside and I was watching you guys being like, what is happening over there? And that's when he offered you the, your talent deal that right. your yeah. first talent deal yeah. that you got, yeah. but what it just like such a crazy time. And I, I like, I just remember feeling so like I had never been there next to somebody when it was like, it was a huge deal for you to announce your retirement and to be there while you were doing that, you announced that. And then it's like, okay, now we're doing this show. It was mm-hmm. just such a weird, a weird mix of emotions. It was, it was insane. And I like to make the joke now that I look back on it and I've gotten to a, a better point in my life that, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan retired in the center of the ring on Raw. So did Edge. I got to announce it at the top of a kickoff show for NXT. Yep. <laughs> I was like, God, man, that shows what little impact I had on the business. <laughs> but hey, all's well that ends well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's true. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really funny to think of like the... Years ago, the little babies of trying to uh, trying to make trying to make it work out here in this world. Yeah, it feels like a million years ago, but it for does. most people, when you go, oh, that was like five years ago, they go, oh, that wasn't that long ago. In our world, that's, that's, that's like a that's at least a decade. Yeah, it's a long time. It's insane to me. We go in dog years around here. If you've never been to the Maryland Renaissance Festival you don't know what you're missing. There's so much to see and do. It's like a 16th century theme park with shops and pubs, food and games, live jousting, crafts and music, 10 stages with nonstop entertainment, fun for the whole family. Saturday, Sundays, and Labor Day Monday through October 24th. For tickets, visit MarylandRenaissanceFestival.com. Save big on admission through September 12th. Near Annapolis, the Maryland Renaissance Festival. Time travel to fun. What else are you looking forward to accomplishing either within the walls of WWE or without, uh, and or I should say beyond, not without. Uh, and I was going to kind of lead you gently, but here's my ham-fisted attempt at yeah. uh, us pitching for our morning show or bringing back Tuesday Night Titans. Oh my God. Why does, why does that not exist? Why is there no Tuesday Night Titans? I don't understand. Am I talking to the wrong people? Do I need a better pitch? Do we need to get new headshots? And we got those great photos when we were on the set of the main event that I still have not seen other than I the post- one that you sent oh, me. Oh, the one that I posted. Yeah, yeah, you posted one, but I've never seen those. I've those never seen the shots. legit ones. No, because the ones the one I posted was like a picture from the computer. Right, you look, took, took a photo of yeah. the computer screen. Yeah, you're right. I never saw those either. So what do, like, what do we have to do to get this show like that is truly like that's the dream. I agree. Uh, Mela and I did one on Instagram live that turned into a monster in and of itself. Sure. Um, but I feel as though between WWE and Fox and having two actual broadcasters, we could be. Um, got to be I'm a, chewing. I'm a broadcaster now. When I introduce myself, I've never been. I was like, oh, I was a wrestler. I got hurt. And now I do commentary. I'm like, no, I'm a broadcaster on Fox. It's a, it's a real humble brag that I like to bring to the table all the time. And you know what's funny is I've always sort of struggled with that because like when, whenever I'd have to fill out when I'd go back and forth between Canada and the U.S. and it's like your occupation, I'd be like television host. Broad, like, cause I felt like broadcaster seemed too professional for what I was doing. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm just like some jack on TV. Like I'm not a broadcaster. But like now I guess, I guess I am. I've just embraced it. I'm like, I, I didn't ask for it, but I was thrust into this role and I'm keeping my head above water. So that's what I'm I've always had. Um, I've always had a very strong case of imposter syndrome. Big oh time. yeah. You and me both. I yeah. Mean, that's in like all <laughs> aspects of life. Always waiting for someone to be like, oh, you don't actually know what you're doing. I'm like, no, I've literally been saying this out loud for years. I don't know what I am doing ever. I don't have a clue. Yeah, so, I just, I just wing it. Everyone else, I guess. Some people think it's funny at times. and I don't know. It's charming, right? Are we charming? I don't know. That's probably why you and I are, are such good friends because we are just like, we can call each other out on our bullshit and, uh, and just kind of keep it in, in house. Yeah, is, of course. You know, I've just, I've blown that to smithereens just now. So when this gets out, everyone's going to realize it's we're two fine. 
insecure maniacs. <laughs> it's a good thing I took Twitter off my phone because I cannot handle your criticisms right now. <laughs> I don't have it in me. Everyone leave me alone. And so, yes, we need to get this morning show going. What a treat that would be. The like, to get that, like, the Kelly Ripa gig, which, I mean, did you know, for some reason, everyone was like talking about her. Who, Kelly Ripa? Yeah. Why? So during the pandemic, she, her and Ryan Seacrest were doing their shows from home. I'm oh, they sure still are. Seacrest. I watch every morning. So you get it. But I guess she had been broadcasting from the Bahamas. And everyone's like, you're in the Bahamas. Like, that's where you're quarantining. She's like, yeah. Why does anyone? What? Yeah. She's super rich and can yeah. get the hell out of New York City with her family. Are you crazy? Yeah, I mean, she could, I'm sure she has a contract, but hypothetically, she could just quit and be fine. And so if she wants to do it from the Bahamas, great. I want what to broadcast. What difference does it make? I want to do Instagram live from a SpaceX shuttle in orbit. <laughs> Am I a bad guy now? No. No. Elon, hit me up. That's, that's my new goal. See, this is what we're doing. We're making pitches. We're making connections. We're making it all happen. I was thinking more pandering. Oh, well, hey, same thing. It's fine. Depending on who's on the receiving end of it, depends on how they feel about it. Right. I can't wait till the headlines that come out of this week's uh, episode is Renee and Corey Graves discuss exit plans for WWE. No, I want to do this with WWE. I agree. I'm with you. <laughs> I want you to be my Lord Alfred Hayes. <laughs> uh, I would be, I would, I could be a great sidekick. No problem. I see. I, I feel like I really feel most comfortable as the, the garnish to the steak. Actually, you know what? I agree because that's the thing that I think always messed me up on commentary was I'm used to being the first person talking. Right. So when I'm not, I'm like, yeah, what they said. Like, like I, I, I don't know. I, I fully embrace the role of color commentary. Yes. I'm not drawing the picture for you. I'm making you the picture better. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like that with that way in life, like I'm kind of, I don't want to say, I don't know if shy is the right word, but I kind of keep to myself. You're not or my shy. Small. I've never seen you be shy a day in your life. But that's but that, it's because you're with me and you're my friend. So I can, I play off of you. But like, if, if I were to walk into a room with a bunch of people I didn't know, I all of a sudden want to curl up into a ball and not be seen. Actually, I'm kind of like that too. Right. I don't want, I don't want to make waves or, or rock the boat. I just, but once the boat's rocking, I'm going to be running from side then you're to ready side. To go. You know what? It's funny. I'm, I've always sort of been like that too. Where like, I've always been like, Hey, pay attention to me. Everyone pay attention to me. And then once people are, I'm like, Ew, stop looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I want the attention until everyone turns to me and I'm like, Oh, what was I going to do again? <laughs> like, I fully panic. Yeah. I'm the, yeah, I'm the worst. I didn't mean that. I didn't. Yeah. But, but that's, that's my, <laughs> I feel like that would be my, my role, the kind of the role that I'm in on SmackDown or many of these broadcast things we do. I like to be the, the, the set dressing. Yeah. Yeah. You're good for it. Yeah. I mean, you pop in there, you got your tattoos, you get your hair, you got the whole thing. Uh, and then you, you, you just totally the, discounted my brain, Renee. I feel I was like giving a, a visual right first that you come in looking cool and then you say some cool. And shit. then I say ridiculous stuff because I don't take myself too seriously. No, and but everyone e gets upset about it. <laughs> Every now and then you have some, uh, some very clever thought provoking things that you say. And then other times it's like, I still laugh at the tight package line. Uh, the small package. Line. Or the small yes, package, yes. not tight package. Small yes. package. That was amazing. But it got us through the weeks. Three hours is a long time, so you got to make yourself laugh because if Isn't no one it? else is going to do it, you got to take it upon yourself. So when can I get like a wine sponsorship and I just start drinking during the third hour of the show? <laughs> <laughs> I, I doubled down with you. I was like, if I could have like an old fashioned in my hand during yes. all and just really give it that vibe. Get that sponsorship, you know? Also, we're I going feel hardcore. What, we weren't saying hardcore. What were we saying for the third hour? Yeah, I, I don't even... Wait, what? Remember when we were like doing oh, like the... Yeah, what was that? all got black and white. You brought out the electric chair and... Oh, my God. Let's not <laughs> reminisce about that. Let's not do it. Um, actually, I like to laugh about that because I know at the end of the day, I will, I will forever be part of one of the worst segments in Raw history. Uh, but it wasn't my fault. So that was not your funny. fault. It's funny to laugh at now. It is funny. It's funny. Yeah. It's like during the moment when things like that are happening, you're like, oh my God, please get me out of this situation ASAP. But when you look at it, like literally even the next day, you can laugh about the ridiculous things that happen.
And we also just live in a world where no one's sitting around being like, oh my God, remember that thing? Because no one remembers anything anymore. Nothing, nothing. None of it matters. Do you, so have, any, do you have any cringe moments that sort of haunt you? Yeah, I do. I have um, a very cringy moment of Road Dog trying to get me to sing uh, with my baby tonight. And I didn't know the words. And you physically pointed <laughs> and laughed at me. <laughs> It was like, you might as well have been Nelson from The Simpsons. Like, ha ha! Like, <laughs> finger pointing at me. I also think that you and Cole rolled your chairs away from me. So I was like, literally on my own island. Road Dog's trying to get me to sing this stupid song. I was dying. Oh, I forgot all about that. <laughs> that was tremendous. That <laughs> The other clip, I, I feel... I, I, oh, I, No! I can't bring the audio up, but maybe my crew can get it for a social clip. You know exactly where I'm going with it. <laughs> the rumble. It was at the Royal Rumble when your brain audibly misfired. And oh you my made God. that have never come from a human before. I was trying to, I think I was trying to say Zelina Vega and I was like, zip, zip, huh? zip, 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 zip. <laughs> And you looked across the table with this helpless look of Graves, bail me out. <laughs> and I was so even because I wouldn't even stop talking. Yeah. I just kept going trying to like get the train back on the tracks. I'm like, I I should just duck and roll out of here right now. Oh, oh my God. Horrible. What a time. What a time. That was it's really amazing. bad. It's amazing that it doesn't happen on like a, a more regular basis for all of us. Oh, I know. There was another Think about it this, a news anchor goes live for what, 30 minutes at a time, maybe an hour yeah. and there's breaks and uh, same with, with Kelly and Ryan, they go and they have, you know, producers and they have commercial breaks. Yeah. It's an hour. We were doing three. Three hours. With basically a very loose rundown of what we're expecting to happen. But yeah. as you know, often changed mid-show. Um, and then we just kind of had to roll with the punches. Yeah. And it's amazing that none of us got in more trouble than, than we you know, oh, it. I, I honestly, I can't believe that I never like said something that, yeah, got me like in insane amounts of trouble. Or I think you called me a on the air one time. I called you a and I called Corbin a. Ah, but no one said anything. Yeah, I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's not that that big of a yeah. deal. It's kind yeah. of an elementary insult. I think that was really when it is, but you know, when you're like talking in PG terms or like trying, like, I always felt like I was just trying to like see what I could get away with. I'm like, okay, hey, I'm not saying like the worst word, but it's, I, I swear so much in real life that for it to like, obviously I can't during broadcast, but when you're trying to like shoot the shit with your friends talking about wrestling, you kind of want to be that same dynamic. So I was right. always trying to find words that I could use that were passable. Do you ever find know. yourself using WWE vernacular in conversations not about WWE? Yes. So <laughs> I avoided it for, I want to say years. For years, I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not getting into the vernacular. I, that, you know what? That's actually one of the main reasons why I started doing my old podcast, Regular Girls. So I was like, I need to do something with somebody from outside of wrestling so that I don't get into these speech patterns and I don't do these mm -hmm. things. And look at me now. Yeah, I do it all the time. And it's funny because it'll just happen. And then I'm like, and I catch it right away. I'm very aware of when I say wrestling terms. All right. Well, uh, before I let you go back to enjoying your uh, Death Valley morning. Yep. Do you have any parting that thoughts? nice. I should get that on a mug. Death, what, Death Valley, Valley morning. morning. Yeah, yeah I, have nice. a, I have my moments where I say something. I like cool that. Stuff. See, I told you. I know. Do you spell it with a, with a U in it? Yeah, obviously. Well, morning? No. Where else were you going to put the U in? Death? Well, that's why I was like, wait. Yes. No, but that's whatever. Guys, there's no U in morning. <laughs> But there is in favorite in color. <laughs> oh, wait. Another discussion for another episode. Yes. <laughs> Any parting thoughts for the, uh, for the ATB faithful? Um, well, I'm looking forward to um, getting back on the road, life as normal, hopefully um, some drives in between towns. Um, but in the meantime, let's get some pitches together and let's send them off to the powers that be and try to make some more happen. Can we? Beautiful. Yeah, we'll do it. Great. I've got some phone calls to make then. Love it. Get on it. Text me in five minutes. Let me know how it goes. Oh, before I let you go, speaking of texts, I received one right before I came onto this Zoom call. You need to settle a debate oh, that God. my significant other and I were having. 
Uh, as you know, I, I don't know, know if you call it a flair that I have for fashion, but I dig fashion and sure. thinking outside the box from time to time. Uh, I was gifted a particular denim jacket from you. Yes. That was initially intended for your husband before he vanished off the face of the earth. He's gone. Um, so I remember, I know this was the jacket in question. However, Mela insists that one day at television, I was wearing a denim jacket with only the bottom button buttoned. I remember me, this. Okay, now elaborate, because I don't remember it. I no, deny so it I vehemently. back her up on this, because so the reason why I know it so well is because I, I remember it being a thing that you're like, I'm going to wear the denim jacket on TV. I was like, great, yeah. I love it. So if you were still doing SmackDown, it was before we were doing Raw, I don't, whatever, who cares what the circumstances, whatever. But I was watching from the back, and I was like looking on a monitor, and I was like, interesting choice that you've gone for the button. And I remember texting you being like, you need to unbutton it. I told you it had to come out. All right. You had to, you had to be fully open. I, I do not recall at all, but I am inclined to believe because I've been outnumbered two to one. Thank you for joining me this yeah, morning, man. as always. And uh, thank treat. you for settling this debate that I no will problem. now, you know, suffer. You're for on the, the losing of the end of loser. Eh, it happens once in a while. What a loser. All right. Thanks, Nay. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. Renee has abandoned me. It's a recurring theme in my life. Uh, so I'm going to just pass it on to you guys. I'm about to get out of here, but not without throwing a little zen your way. This past weekend, I had the luxury of getting to watch my son play in a weekend-long baseball tournament, and my son's biggest hero in the world is Jackie Robinson. So how about a little quote from Mr. Robinson? He said, life is not a spectator sport. You're going to spend your whole life in the grandstand just watching what goes on. In my opinion, you're just wasting your life. There's some zen for you. I'm full of it. Thank you one more time to Renee Young for joining ATB. Follow us at After the Bell WWE on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Join the conversation using the hashtag After the Bell. If you're using Apple Podcasts and you have not, left us a review just yet, please do it. And while you're at it, throw me five stars. It helps spread the word of the greatest podcast in the WWE landscape. If you're using an Android, follow ATB on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or Google Podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Follow me at WWE Graves, and I will be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE after the bell. G3 Assistance through Virginia's Community Colleges is your pathway to a new future, helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career. Right where you are, right now. Get a skill. Get a job. Get ahead. You can learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3.